Welcome back to another episode of Ghoulin' Around, and today we're going to be doing a book. So if you guys haven't caught on to our, uh, what do we call that? Our weekly schedule. This is our weekly book one. <laughs> Goes classic, and then books, and then new, and then obviously the games. Can't leave the games out. That's coming up. We have a really great special episode. Uh, but today... I know our books usually gets uh, introed by Loretta here, but today I'm taking over and kind of stealing her thunder because this book and this movie hold a very special place in my heart, and that's going to be Jurassic Park. Uh, today I am your host, Joanne. I'm here with the other co-host, Jason, Loretta, and we have a star guest again, uh, Ben. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Ben. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Simple and sweet. Right. So Jurassic Park, I don't think I need to get into too much of the summaries because if somebody doesn't know who what Jurassic Park is, well, then you guys don't belong on this channel. <laughs> so right. Jurassic Park, pretty much the premise is uh, this crazy rich old guy builds an amusement park for children by cloning dinosaurs and uh, nothing goes right because of uh, chaos theory. Um, so... So, after that summary, we've got uh, the characters, which um, pretty much the book and the movie kind of stayed with the, the same characters. You've got Alan Grant, which is the archaeologist. Yes. Archaeologist. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, Ellie, who's also the, an archaeologist. But the difference in the book versus the movie, Alan is very old, Ellie is very young. They are not in a relationship, by the way. That is that her is student. That is student, yeah. yes. <laughs> Uh, you've got John Hammond, he's the crazy uh, rich guy that decided to make the park there. And then you've got Ian Malcolm, who is a mathematician that does chaos theory. Um, you've got Donald the lawyer, which, you know, in the book and the movie, doesn't really last very long. <laughs> actually, they did combine for that one. Um, Regis was actually in the, book, in the book, but not in the movie, so they right. kind of did combine the... Uh, who was it? Um, Gennaro, yep. which is the lawyer. They combined those two characters. Yep. So, because all the way through the book, uh, actually, Gennaro does not die. It is Regis that dies yep. on the island. So, they they just kind of pulled him out of there. Right. And then the, the other two important characters are going to be the kids. Uh, you've got Tim and you've got... Um, Lexi, but the big difference in the book, um, Tim is actually a lot older. He's the older of the siblings. He's like in a college age, and um, Lexi is actually like really young. I think she's only probably about five or six. Oh no, I think she. I think she was like ten. Ten? You think she? Was, she acted think. very, very young in the book. Yeah. And then of course one other shout out is Henry Wu, which is the. Uh, genealogist and stuff that helps produce the the dinosaurs and whatnot um, so the book actually was published in 1990 and then of course uh, 1993 is when Steven Spielberg picked it up and made the movie um, I was a whopping two years old when my mother took me to the movies <laughs> to see this one it was my very first movie I screamed and cried and wanted to go home <laughs> and so we did not watch the movie at the theater right um, but uh, the reason why this holds like a very special place in my heart is when I, of course, I got a little bit older and watched it, I absolutely loved it. It was definitely a movie I saw as horror 
that my parents did not. So I was actually allowed to watch it and watched it over and over and over again. I still watch it today. Um, it's a little dated now, but I still like it's it. It's still really good, even though it's dated. I think they did a good job making the first one, at least. We're not going to go into the other ones. No, but no, not at the all. The first one, I, I still like it. Yes, it's dated, but I think it's really, really good. And then, of course, as I was growing up, I used to see all these commercials about the Jurassic Park ride that they were building over at Universal Studios. And that was the place I wanted to go for so long. My parents loved me and took me to Disneyland. Don't take me to Disneyland. Take me to Universal Studios. We I went didn't to get Universal to Studios until you, I was in my twenties. You, <laughs> you and Lena went on it. I know, and I got a picture of us on it too. Yes, <laughs> I was very happy that I was on my bucket list. Uh, Jurassic Park is just a, a big thing for me. Um, and I now used... you want to do the Harry Potter world. Yes. Now, well, that's different. <laughs> Harry Potter's not horror, though. We're not talking about no, that. No, I know, but you, you want to go again because of that. But. I know. Um, so, when I was younger, I used to know all the dinosaurs by their real name. Don't ask me anymore. Um, and that's where I'm actually going to bring it over to Jason about dinosaurs and their names. So, Jason, I remember when you were really young and you had all of those pictures all over your walls with the dinosaur names. And you used ago. to get <laughs> so mad at us when we called it a long neck. <laughs> He's a brachiosaur. Come on. The name's Littlefoot. Right? <laughs> it's Littlefoot. You either call it Brachiosaurus or you call it Littlefoot. One of the two. Those are my go-to. Yeah, so Jason used to get mad at me and Austin all the time for calling it by, you know, the common names. And he would correct us at, like, being four or five years old. He would correct us with the correct name there. Um, so... I do want to talk about a little bit why this is so dear to my heart. Um, one, it's horror. One, it's gory. Two, um, me being in the science field, you know, the science behind the genealogy and cloning was a huge thing for the 90s. And I think that's why this made such an impact back then because DNA had just been discovered not too long before that. And of course, all these implications of what we could do with DNA and that scared America. It scared the world, it scared America, and of course we keep building on it and building on it. I can't imagine that someday we won't be able, or that we will be able to actually clone dinosaurs, and I think that would be something that somebody would do. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of a scary thought. Right. Because, as everybody could tell in the movies, uh, they're not meant for this world. No. That's why they're extinct. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, I should say, with, they're not meant for this world with human beings in it. No, not at all. Because um, it's all going to go wrong, no matter which way you look at it. Right. So, exactly. that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, with that, um, Jason, I know you have not read the book, but what is your opinions about the movie? The first movie, I think, is a forever classic. Like, the first Jurassic Park, without a doubt, the cinematography, the score behind the famous scene where they first see the Brachiosaurus, like, instant classic. 
and if you're a little kid watching that, that is ingrained in your mind. Especially if you like dinosaurs, like, at as all. As much as you did, especially. Oh, yeah. I love dinosaurs, and then also, like, in the film, not as much as in the book, apparently, but, like, there are some gruesome moments. Like, you see uh, Samuel Jackson's arm at one point, and as a little kid who is, like, into horror and dinosaurs, this was my shit. <laughs> and like the second and third movie are not my favorites, but like the first one though, like I will rewatch that on any given day. Like if I'm sitting there and someone asks, like, hey, you wanna watch Jurassic Park? I'm like, fuck yeah, boot it up. <laughs> the only thing I remember strictly from the third one is just that ringtone <laughs> inside, <laughs> inside the uh I hate bro. that ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> It gives me flashbacks. I think I'm on a river and there's a giant dinosaur coming to eat my ass. <laughs> ben, what did you think about the Jurassic Park series, movies, or books? Yeah, I can't remember when I first saw it. I definitely remember like my parents having the VHS tape of Jurassic Park. It was just like dark black with like the little logo of the Jurassic Park on there. I was like, oh, that looks cool. And I was also very so much like a uh, dinosaur kid when I was younger as well. Probably can name a decent amount of them, but yeah, now it's like, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, the movie was great. I, you know, like I said, I remember watching that at a young age too and loving every moment of it too. Yeah, Steven Spielberg's always great. You know, that's what makes it so great at that point because he, I don't think he has much to do with the second or third, to be honest. But yeah, he's, you know, just a master class with what he does and the way they make the dinosaurs look, they used a lot of like animatronics and stuff like that. Even when they did use CGI, which was like a big thing at the time, when they did use it, it looks, still stands up to this day pretty well. Loretta, what do you think? Well, obviously I do like the movies, or the movie, not the movies, not all of them, but um, then going in and and (laughs) reading, I'm going to say that loosely because I don't read, I actually do the audiobooks and anybody that listens or listens to the last one knows this, Uh, I do a lot of audiobooks. I've listened to this and it, it just it I actually had to go back and reread it because I had to put some things backwards in my brain from you know because I watched the movies and then ended up listening to the books and it was kind of odd for me because it's like wait 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 that happened in the third movie why is it in this book <laughs> that happened in the second movie why is it in this book <laughs> Right. So there was a lot of things that were backwards. Um, the book is really good, though. I do like it. Lots and lots of differences. Um, some of them are, you know, kind of just little things, but some of them are kind of big things. Like, you know, um, Hammond dies at the end of this one. He, he didn't die at the end of the movie. So, you know, it's just like that was kind of odd for me because there was so many years that I've watched Jurassic Park movies in between reading it, so I didn't have that knowledge behind the book, the movies. It's just a little weird, but I do like um, the book. It was very, very good. The movie, I think, is just awesome. I, I don't know how many times I've seen it. I couldn't count. Right. Yeah, this is definitely one where the book and the movie are still good, even though there's so many differences. Um, one thing I wish they would have put more into the movie that was in the book was the very beginning of the book where 
these animals have already escaped this park and it starts They're already out, out in the villages yeah. and killing babies and They were and eating children. babies in their cribs and stuff yeah. like that. And it starts off with the little girl on the beach that gets bit. And I don't think that's the, I think that's the beginning of Lost World. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And it's actually the beginning of Jurassic Park book. Um, so it starts off with the fact that we already know these dinosaurs are getting off the island and right. they're not aware of it. So I think that could have been put in there. I think that would have been a little bit better than the movie starting off with uh, the Velociraptor eating the guy trying to get him in his enclosure. <laughs> Shooter! Shooter! <laughs> Everybody knows that one. <laughs> right. Her hands slowly just like, uh, <laughs> the raptor just been like, <laughs> zoomed out of frame. Right. Um, so... Mom, what would be like your biggest point of what was different in the movie, in the book? Well, I honestly, if, I'm not too sure because there was just so many. Um, but probably the fact that in the book, Hammond and Malcolm both die or they suspect that Malcolm died because they left him there on the island mm -hmm. um so it was and of course I, I I love Jeff Goldblum so you know in the movie he gets off the island and of course he's in the second one then um so that to me it was like well I kind of really loved that character I think maybe a little bit too much like that character just because it is Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't like the fact that Malcolm <laughs> got left on the island. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> I will say that every role that Jeff Goldblum plays, he puts just like, he, he's kind of just himself, but as this character, if that makes any sense. And that gives it a little bit of charm for me. Like, I didn't care too much for him as like his character, but I was like, this is Jeff Goldblum fighting fucking dinosaurs, like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Sells <laughs> tickets. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think uh, the, the biggest pinpoints, um, obviously the way the book starts with, you know, babies beating right. and stuff. Um, the fact that Hammond dies, uh, he does die towards the end of the book, he actually, um, kind of starts walking towards a river and a bunch of copy copies come over and start attacking right. him and eat him. <laughs> right. He dies like the one guy in the third one when they're out that he like gets lost in the walks out into the woods and the other one's got his headphones on. That's that's kind of the part where uh, Yeah, that was, the, that was the second one, yeah. Was it the second one? Yeah, because they're all like together as a group now trying right, to get right, off right, the right, island. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, like, what's the second one? Listen to like some... Yeah, he's sitting, yeah. Up, he's sitting up against the thing and it's like, he, I guess he wandered out to go to the bathroom falls, somewhere yeah. and he falls down that little ledge and then starts hollering and nobody hears him and the compies come and get him. The blood gets in the water. Right, that's kind of the part where Hammond died. That's kind of mm -hmm. how Hammond died. They changed it a bit, but... So he was just out wandering because he got lost or separated from everybody else in the compies finding. Right, that and then the, at the very end when they get off the island, uh, they leave Malcolm behind because they actually assumed Malcolm was dead at that point. Because uh, he stayed back inside the enclosures to distract the raptors while they got off the island. So they just presumed him dead and left him. 
Right. And you actually don't find out until the Lost World book that he, they went back and got him. So he actually did escape, but he's like permanently injured. He's got a limp and everything. Correct. Um, another big thing that I have to call out just because of the, the fact I love dinosaurs and you don't get this from the movie. Um, when the compies come and bite you and eat you, they actually secrete like a, a poison that makes you happy. And so you die very happy by being eaten by little <laughs> little dinosaurs. It's very interesting. I love I the way they that. put that in the book. Um, so talking about that, um, another big thing that I really liked was in Jurassic Park when they went into the birdcage. Right. And that's mm. not until the, the third, third one book. where they third go movie. in where the pterodactyls yeah. and stuff are. And that actually did happen in this one with Grant and the two kids. Yeah, Grant and Tim and Lexi were going down the river on a boat trying to get back to uh, the civilization and they wandered because the river goes right underneath the birdcage right and so they wandered into that and actually got out of the boat to see if they could find any phones or anything that were active um, and not a lot really happens while they're there but they do find out that it's uh, an aviary and they, they get out of there real quick <laughs> yeah so nobody dies or anything but the, the aspect of it I loved Jurassic Park 3 when they filmed that part, I really like that part. Yeah, that's probably the best part out of that whole movie. Right. Yeah, same. Well, besides the ringing phone. <laughs> and, by the way, um, there is another one coming out. They are make, re doing another Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Jurassic mm -hmm. World. And it actually is supposed to have all the characters in it. It's yeah, supposed to have Grant, Ellie, Malcolm... I, it just all of them, all all meshed together. I haven't watched Star Wars recently. <laughs> no, I, I was I, not a fan of the first Jurassic World. No, neither was I. Same. They so. they do a thing with the trailers, which I don't know why they do that so much. If you watch trailers, where like the last part of the movie is literally in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I I have gotten into a habit in the last like five years to avoid just avoiding trailers yeah, like the plague. I try to. So as people well. are like, oh hey, have you seen X and X? Got a trailer. I'm like. I did. I am not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. Well, I'm just kind of curious because I'd like to see. I just like to watch it to see what they're going to do with the the I older characters meshed with the newer characters in Jurassic World. Huh? Now that you bring up that they're bringing back the characters, makes me want to actually like watch the Jurassic Worlds. Yeah, the 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 last one and the new one coming out. Yeah, like, I loved me some Grant and I loved me some fucking Ian Malcolm. Right, right. So I'm just kind of curious on how they're going to mesh them together. Yeah. But that's just me. Hopefully they do it well. I hope so too. Yeah, I think the the Lost World, we're not even going to talk about. We just, that movie never happened. Um, <laughs> and then of course, then when the Jurassic World started coming out, of course, I was very interested in going and seeing the movie. We went and saw it in the theater, and then I was like, okay, nope, didn't like it. Haven't watched any more since then. I'll just go back and rewatch Jurassic Park over and over and over. <laughs> the only thing I think I liked about the Jurassic World was <laughs> them in the little hamster ball. <laughs> yeah, that was the oh, only yeah. entertaining I mean, part. <laughs> I mean, come on. Humans in a hamster ball. Okay, that that's a little... 
was thinking back to the Lost World. It's like the, one of the things I thought was cool is like when they're falling off the cliff and they like do the giant RV thing where they're trying to like you know pull themselves up and the two Tyrannosaurus Rexes are just like trying to eat that one dude who's trying to save yeah. them. That part was <laughs> that was, was kind of maybe the best part. But then also there is like like when Ian Malcolm's uh, not Ian Mal- uh, Malcolm's yeah. daughter uh, just like gymnastic kicks a raptor. I was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> See and and w- with. The, the lost world it's actually not his daughter that goes nope. to the island with him it? It, it, it actually is two of his students uh-huh. that sneak on and it's not even Ina Malcolm it's right. else right it's they they invite like a professor to go out to the island um, two of his students find out and they like literally like hide away they like, hide away, away but they're it. like college <laughs> age and it's it's like nobody's daughters i don't even know where they got that yeah it was one little it was a, a girl and a white, boy it was a white girl and a black boy that stowed away and got it and so then on the movie <laughs> they have a little black girl <laughs> that's supposed to be malcolm's daughter yeah so <laughs> i was like, so I was like really did. confused when i read that or listened to that one yeah, especially so much how much of like the first Jurassic Park book is like basically a combination of the first three movies see but the baby mm-hmm. t-rex actually is in the first Book. Book. That was actually the that's last thing the one, I was bringing up. <laughs> that's actually the T-Rex that killed um, Regis. Oh, yeah. That's in true. the book. Yeah, so the the baby T-Rex, that was the next point I was actually going to bring up. That was a part I would have loved to see in the first movie as right. well. The, the baby T-Rex is in the first book. It's about eight feet tall, so it's still pretty big. I mean, right. it's not, you know, an adult, but it's still pretty big, and yeah, he eats Regis. <laughs> yeah, which um, they just kind of did, redid that scene and made it the adult T-Rex that ate Gennaro. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of that part, but it was the baby T-Rex with Regis. Did they kind of have that in the second movie where, like, the baby does kind of eat what was it again? It was the the bald guy. I think that does happen too, or there's something like that. I remember the, like the T Rex moment. It was just like, oh, you're doing so well, eat him. Oh, at the very end, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because she pushes him down, yeah, but won't eat oh, him. Yeah. So yeah. the baby can learn to eat. Yeah. Eat your oh, brain. yeah, eat your yeah, brain. yeah. So. But but the the baby T Rex in the first one was the way that. Grant finds out that they actually Are were breeding. breeding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it ended up being a male T-Rex. So. That was a baby. Yeah. That was interesting. He's yeah, like, oh, that was look, very... It's male. Yeah, <laughs> okay. oh, look, it's a male. And then... So that means they're, <laughs> yeah. they're breeding in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Here's our proof. Life, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> when they finally like decide to breed do like their computer program to try to pinpoint how many animals were in the park there was way over the amount of animals that like there was thought. supposed to be like a hundred and something and then it uh, came back with like 400 and something after they re-ran the program they're like oh wait a minute <laughs> yeah why do we have so many animals oh well because they're breeding in the wild mm-hmm so yeah, that was that was another thing. I love the baby T-Rex. I really wish they would have put it into the the first one. The first one. Yeah, I think that would have been cute. <laughs> and then um, one thing that I really loved about watching some like interviews about the movie 
is I'm very, very into like the animatronics and um, that kind of stuff. You know, I don't like CG. Give me some real animatronics. Like if we were gonna talk about the thing. Love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, so they made the T-Rex into an animatronic and of course it's raining. So they get all this rain on this uh, T-Rex and it starts malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> And so my favorite part in the, in the movie is when the kids are stuck in the car and the T-Rex comes down and pushes the window out and they're holding up the window. That was not supposed to happen. That's <laughs> oh, true. So they that were having issues. That was them screaming. That was them really screaming. <laughs> they were freaking out. Crushed. But yeah. you know what? It actually turned out very well for the movie. Oh yeah, it did. Well, you know, I mean, that's probably actually one of the scariest parts for younger children in that book or in the movie mm -hmm. because that that is kind of you don't need to act when you have genuine fear <laughs> <laughs> right but i think it actually turned out very well for the movie that it did that now i don't know what kind of trauma that did to those kids <laughs> right but at least they knew it wasn't animatronic when they were making the movie, so hopefully that helped a little bit to I, not traumatize them. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be under the same vote of them, you know, this big animatronic mechanical thing is malfunctioning and is going to push me into the dirt. I would be screaming too and holding up that uh, window as much as I could. <laughs> right. I was thinking about that. It seems like one of the few things where you can kind of nitpick. I'm sure anyone can nitpick in every movie, but when the Tyrannosaurus Rex comes out of the enclosure there, isn't the enclosure like super, super, super deep? And then he just like kind of walks up and just like, I'm over this because the fences go down. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> right, they had like all kinds of different ways of uh, enclosing them. So like they had some that were like really deep with the, the high, high uh, fences. And then that one, like, you know, he just kind of like puts his claw on it and pulls it over and the whole thing falls over. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, even if it was electrified, I, I think he would have gotten over it, honestly. Right, yeah. right. So. What's electricity going to do to something that big? Right, exactly. And another really funny part of the book was Tim is deathly afraid of heights. He is not the one that likes to climb trees. <laughs> and, you know, the the girl was really actually, like, with some of the dinosaurs that were not carnivorous, obviously, and some of the smaller ones. She was actually trying to pet them, and she named one. Yeah, she named the little baby uh, uh, Triceratops that right, she found. What right, she right, right, right. Um... I can't remember now. I can't remember now. I want to say it was like, uh, oh man, I, I could have sworn I wrote that one down. It's not the same one in the movie where she's like, or Ellie just like goes elbow deep in the poop, right? No. Okay. Yeah, no, she, there was like this baby little uh, triceratops that came over when they were hiding in the pipes. And there was like this gate and he stuck his head through the gate and she was feeding him. And then he tried to back out and his little poof was like stuck in the gate so they're oh. trying to push him out <laughs> it was the cutest thing yeah, and then like in the movie when when they went to go get the power back up to the park it wasn't ellie that went into the shed the maintenance shed it was it was grant after mm -hmm. they came back to the park yeah with the kids well that yeah and then like i mean there was just like so many little differences like that that i mean it was it was really kind of eye-opening for me that there was like that many differences 
And when you're adapting something to the screen, it's always, you know, usually better to like, not usually better, but you know, changing things up like that that just make more sense, like visually, I suppose, as opposed to the books, maybe. But yeah, they do yeah. change a lot of stuff up. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. based on how long books are versus how long oh, yeah. movies are. There's always a lot of stuff. Right. Cut it out. Cut One it out, of the big differences that shocked me was the fact that Hammond hated his grandkids. Oh yeah. Yeah. In he the did book, not like them. he he was like <laughs> the basic asshole. When it comes to, you know, being like the, the millionaire, I, mm -hmm. I'm going to get what I want type of asshole. And he he had said at one point in the book, oh, I just had them over to make it look good for the lawyers. Yep. Mm. That's the only reason why he brought the kids it, to Yeah, the, and the he park. was, I mean, there was one, one spot he's like, oh, those damn kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was like, wow, he really doesn't even like his own grandkids. Now that's fucked up. <laughs> the way that Steven Spielberg has, like, always made children a prime part of his movies, that would probably make him not want to be that, him, him and not be that way. <laughs> I, yeah, because, yeah, like, in the movie, he's just like, oh, yeah, I got my grandkids coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got, got my kids. I was like, grandkids okay, the grandkids okay, you know. Very concerned, yeah. Yeah, very concerned. And then it was like, wow, he's really an asshole. When I <laughs> so I was like, ow. And that's what makes it so much better when he actually does get eaten. Because <laughs> you're like, yay, he's dead. Yeah. He had a happy death, don't worry. Well, I know, but yeah, he shouldn't have died a horrible death. He shouldn't have been poisoned to be happy and okay with death. No. <laughs> he should have been eaten by the T-Rex. Um, I, I think they pointed at this in the movie just a little bit. But they really point at it in the book with the T-Rex the when it, it does attack Malcolm because it doesn't crush him. Uh, his leg does get crushed a little bit, but he's not actually eaten. So they're like, well, why, why, why aren't you eaten? Why aren't you dead? And he's like, well, the T-Rex picked me up and started swinging me around because the T-Rex didn't close its jaws and crunch and eat. It would actually rip you apart first. And that's how they actually ate. And so that's how Malcolm actually got away from the T-Rex because he just flew out in the middle of nowhere and the T-Rex was like, well, I don't know where my dinner went. Because <laughs> he didn't fall into pieces. His limbs didn't come off. So I thought that was an interesting part, too. Because they were like, well, the T-Rex doesn't feed that way. It rips it apart first. And that's why he got flung around. Yeah. Just broke all his bones and everything. <laughs> right. It did. It, I think in the book, um, he had like an indent on his chest. But his, his leg was really fucked up. And that was, he actually said it wasn't the T-Rex that messed up his leg. It was from falling when he came down, mm -hmm. when it threw him. And that's how his leg got messed up. So he was lucky to be alive. And he was so happy to be alive after that. Chaos theory, chaos theory. Because <laughs> in the movie, he just kind of gets like snooted by the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right. And, like, like pushed into like that, the outhouse area there, which probably messed him up a lot. But yeah, not as bad as going being thrown yeah. around in the mouth of a T-Rex. Yeah, he got picked up and kind of thrown. And he actually didn't stay to try to save the kids. Like in the movie on that part, oh, yeah. where he's got the, the, the flame and he's trying to get the right. flame. He didn't do that in the book. He actually got out of the car and ran. He's like, fuck them, I'm out. <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't care about the kids. Alan actually cared about the kids a lot. He was always making yeah, sure they were okay. Yeah, they, they kind of changed that too because like in the movie, he was like not really sure what to think about kids. But he's like, oh yeah, I love kids. Yeah. Book, in the book, you know. Like. So, I mean, like I said, you know, there's there's a bunch of like small differences that, of course, we can't just sit here and like name every single one of them. 
Right. Because there was just so many. So going around the table, I think it's going to be the best, the same answer for all of us. But uh, Jason, of course, you're not reading the book. So, of course, your first uh, dive into Jurassic Park was the movie, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Loretta, was your first dive into this movie or a book? Movie. Movie. Ben? Movie as well and then book like a few years later. Same here. Yeah, definitely all of our first dives were the movie. And, of course, that got us interested in reading the book. Um, once I did read the Jurassic Park book, I got huge into Michael Crichton. I think I've read almost everything by him. Uh, some good, some bad. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you have a couple on there I've read, and there's one I just, I couldn't make it through. I know I couldn't make it through that one either. We've had that talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that said, um, Jason, we're not even going to talk to you about this one. Because I, have a, I have a quick series of events. That you have a series of events? Yeah, so... 1990, Jurassic yeah. Park published. That's the yes. book, right? Apparently, before it was even published, studios were bidding to buy the rights for it to make movies. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So, uh, according to this, Steven Spielberg acquired the rights for 1.5 million before its publication. So, before it was even published, there was already a movie in the works. So, not surprising that three years after it was published, the movie was already out. True. I was going to say, I said the 1990, 1993, when the movie came out, it's a very short line of events, for sure. Especially from going from newly published book to multi-million dollar movie with Steven Spielberg on. Right. (laughs) Yeah, true. He must have been on top of that. Well, yeah, Michael Crichton, even before he wrote Jurassic Park, I mean, he was such a a big inspiration as well, because you've got Timeline, you've got the Congo... Yeah, all kinds of different stuff by him that really took Westworld off. Westworld, too. Westworld part of that as well. No. Did Michael? I don't think Michael Crichton was Westworld. No, oh. was Michael Crichton Westworld? I don't know. I don't think so. So I've never watched Westworld. I've heard it's really fucking good, though. It is. Is that it the is. only one that you got? Just that one. Quick fun fact. Just that one. Okay. All right. Well, again, going back to my question here, Jason, we're going to skip you since you haven't read the book. Um, but Loretta, which platform is your favorite, though? The book or the movie? Oh, she's squinting her face. It's a hard decision. <laughs> it is a hard decision. Because the book was really good. I did like it a whole lot. Um, but obviously my first dive into it was the movie. And I just absolutely love the movies. Because, I mean, Dinosaurs. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. So how do you make that decision? <laughs> I'm just going to have to say movie. All right, Ben, book or movie? I'd probably go with the movie as well. Like, it's a good experience. Like, a lot of people out there will be, like, you know, book readers and they go see the movie. Like, I wasn't this good at that. But I think either way you went about it, I think you would have probably enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, definitely movie first because I think you gain more out of it than if you want to like read it, and read the book, and get more information and see a different, you know, kind of story in a way too. It's nice at that point, but definitely the movie. All right, and I guess I'm going to be the outlier here. I am going to say the book, um, and I only say that because my biggest thing about the book was the science aspect. Right. Mm. There was a lot of there scientific was a lot information of science. at the beginning of that book. Yeah. They went into it a lot. 
Michael Crichton does, whatever he does, he actually does do a ton of research before writing his books. Even when he did Timeline, he did a ton of history reports and stuff like that. So when he, when he dived into DNA and the cloning aspects and genealogy and stuff in the book, of course that just blew my mind because I'm so into science, you know, and I have a degree in biology as well. So just the science aspect itself I think kind of clamped on and held on a little bit tighter, uh, tighter than just seeing dinosaurs. <laughs> so yeah. I have to say the book in that one, but of course I do watch well, yeah, that movie there a There was lot. a lot of good information at the beginning of the book. I mean, stuff that they just barely touch on it in the movie itself. It, mm-hmm. I, it there's just, and he does, he does do a lot of research, and I've noticed that because I've read a couple other of his books. But if they are good writers, that's their job, is doing the research on things like that. Because I do know that Stephen King does a lot of research, a lot of interviews, before he writes on things, too. So, obviously, that would make sense that he, you know, did a lot of research for it. Right. So, then our last round around the table here... We're going to go with the one out of five stars, five being the best. Um, we're going to do both book and movie if you've seen them or watched them, read them, whatever whatever platform. <laughs> so we're going to go the opposite way. So Ben, uh, book, one to five stars. Uh, probably give it like a four to five just because I don't remember so much. It was a long time ago reading it, but I do remember enjoying it. But I'd probably give it at least a four out of five for sure. And what about the movie? The movie, five copies out of five copies. <laughs> Loretta book. You know what? I actually think I'm going to be just like him. going to do the book four and the movie five. Awesome. Jason, movie? Movie is going to be a uh, solid five out of five for me. Uh, and then after after listening to you guys talk to it, like talk about it, I will uh, give you a further response down the road after I read it. <laughs> it's a very, very good one. Um, I actually read read it before we started doing Audible, and then of course I've listened to it. <laughs> I've gone back and forth quite a bit. I actually listened to it three times back to back just to make my notes and get a lot of those things straightened out. So, I mean, it's not that it was a bad read. I just wanted to go through it again because a lot of times you miss things especially in audible mm-hmm. when you're doing something and you're listening something gets your attention and you miss a part so i always read at least twice a book so that i can make sure that i get the whole book all the way through but it's a good it, it is a good read so i feel similar with audible it's like you it's very like very easy to get very, yeah, distracted. Distracted. <laughs> distracted with that because yeah, but it's also nice like to listen to it and be able to do other things. Be but, able to do that. But then, yeah, things. I'll lose I'll lose like my attention and I'll be like I'd rather just read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so me book of course is gonna be five out of five. Uh, the movie. Uh, I'd have to say about 4.5 just because there's just a little bit more aspect I wanted from it. I would have loved more science in it, but of course not everybody's a science nerd like I am, so I can understand that. Um, but uh, I would have given the the movie 5 out of 5 if Hammond died the way he was supposed to. Bye. <laughs> that too. But he wasn't the same character, so... <laughs> and put right. the baby T-Rex in. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the baby T-Rex would have just been cute. 
I think like the baby T Rex in the Lost World. That's was not ugly even to, to the size. Yeah. That's not even to size, really, because right. like the baby that was supposed to be in the first one was eight feet, eight feet tall, and it was quite young. And the one that they had in the Lost World was like tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, it was like <laughs> you your know? chest of an right. average adult. Right, and I think uh, like when I when I picture the the baby T Rex from the book. I, I picture almost something like really, really cute. Of, of course, you know, baby animals are cute. So With the little short arms. So I think, you know, little <laughs> short arms, this eight foot thing, and you know, he's got chumpy cheeks, and I would have loved that. But uh, of course, you know, watching The Lost World and seeing the baby and that, I was like, he's ugly as shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's even smaller too. Imagine like all of them just carrying a giant eight foot. <laughs> we even fit inside the RV. True. Well, I think that is going to conclude the Jurassic Park for today. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out again for another book slash movie. Um, hopefully, I think the next one we're going to be doing is just going to be book. I don't think there's any movie attached to it, so that should be interesting. Uh, that'll be coming up, and uh, keep ghouling around with us. <laughs>